Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to episode 59 of the Captain America comic book fans podcast. I am your host, Rick Verbanis, and as always, I'm joined by the best gosh darn co-host out there, Mr. Bob Lucius. Hey, Bob. Hua. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you channeling Al Pacino? No, no, yeah. that would be that would be hoo-ha. <laughs> no, Bob. No, I'm 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 giving you the traditional Air Force greeting, which is hua. I'm pretty sure that's not the Air Force greeting. I I've I've always understood the Air Force greeting to be, hey, where's the hotel? Oh, oh. <laughs> that, folks, if you don't know. Bob as a 25 year oh Marine. Oh my gosh. He, uh, yeah, the, they, they, uh, they have jokes about the, uh, the other, the other uh, armed yeah. forces out there, but no, because this issue is featuring captain Jeremy Merrick, who is uh, an air force intelligence officer. Mm-hmm. I thought it was apropos to do an air force greeting. Huh. I didn't even know, quite frankly, Rick, I, I, in all honesty, I, I was not aware that the Air Force had a traditional greeting. Well, what what what's the Marine traditional greeting? Well, it's Ura. Right, which is yeah. similar, it's right? Similar, and then the Navy the have something. Yeah, the, the Navy have something similar. Like they all have a variation of that. And the Air Force one is Hua. Well, I, I'd never heard that before. Well, you know what, Bob? I'm here to help. I'm I'm here to <laughs> Help teach our listeners uh, I know, a little, little new, you know, something new each time. That, I, that... I, I learn something every time uh, we do one of these, Rick. Me too. I'm, I'm a lifelong learner. Yeah. Well, that's a good aspiration to have. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about the United States of Captain America number five, uh, which is the last issue of this miniseries. And uh, so we'll be covering that issue and uh, maybe give our, our thoughts about the whole series afterwards. Um, I'm a little sad that it's ending, but uh, I'm looking forward to, to talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be, uh, that'll be fun. This episode. Um, you know, we got a few other things uh, going on, uh, by the way, at the end of the episode, we always talk about what the next episode is going to be. Um, and uh, next episode, episode 60 is actually, we're, you know, going to have a, a guest on the show so we'll we'll talk about who that guest will be at the very end of this episode uh so bob you know i don't know how many weeks ago but i um said you know let's give away these captain america um challenge coins what would cap do and um i challenged our listeners nice if you play. haven't already done so to go to apple uh, iTunes and give us a five-star review and leave a review uh, about the podcast. And then when we get 10 more from the point that I started this, we're just going to randomly pick three of those 10 and they are going to be um, bestowed upon them, the cap challenge coin. So Bob, we have another one, uh, another review on Apple podcast. Shall All I right. read it? Yes. All right. Uh, This one gave five stars and said, excellent Captain America podcast. And it's given by Glover M25. Could be Glover 
M25? So oh, sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So Glover writes in world full of podcast options, look no further than this one. Rick and Bob host this hour long weekly podcast. They are both well spoken and have very interesting insights into the comics and news they review and discuss. They have also done and a brilliant job bringing several different types of guests to show, including creators, professors, and fans. Unlike other shows, this one strives to remain optimistic and upbeat. The focus of the show is strictly on the comics, but other topics do pop up here and there. I highly recommend you check out this podcast and always keep in mind, WWCD, what would Cap do? Wow. Well, thank you, Glover. That's a very nice recap of uh, of the podcast, and we appreciate the feedback. Um, and we also appreciate the fact that you know you recognize uh, our goal here, right? Our goal is to is to be positive and and celebrate uh, comics and Cap Comics as as best as we can. Um, and uh, so we hope you continue to listen, and continue to enjoy. Yeah. So you are going to be entered into uh, the contest. Thank you. Well-deserved entry, might I add. So, Bob, yeah. uh, you know, I I am a uh, a football fan. I've heard that. Yeah, from you mostly. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is like anybody in my family, anybody friends, any of my coworkers, if they could describe me, uh-huh. they would not describe me as this super captain america fan as, really? as as you and maybe you know the listeners think of me as right they think of me as this super fanatic fan of this particular football team i won't say who because i don't want to i don't know if, if you're if you're into a particular team sometimes if you're a fan of the rival team eh, you know you get a little well i'm not gonna I'm not gonna listen to that guy anymore. He's a yeah. blank fan, right? So, but anyway, I mean, it's, it's not hard to figure out if you're on Facebook. But, but, but my team hasn't been doing so well lately, and um, and and most of my podcasts that I listen to are all centered around talking about this team. And so, when they lose, I the last thing I want to do is just you know hear about it. And, yeah. And wallow in it you know it's just you know i i try to change things so you know what i did bob i went back and i listened to one of our older episodes so i do this like you know as i'm working out because i need something to listen to right Uh and i went back and i listened to episode number 35 and we had guest tom brevoort on oh yeah that was a great conversation I did. I did. I really enjoyed that one um, on so many different levels. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a fun conversation. So if you haven't listened to episode 35, our, our conversation with Tom Brevoort, who at the time was the editor of Captain America comics. Um, he was been on, he was the editor from 2004 all the way up to this year. And uh, he also happens to be the uh, executive editor and vice president of publishing for Marvel. So he had a lot to say about a lot of different topics. Um, just a real fascinating conversation and a uh, real joy to have on the show. We'd love to have him back one of these days, but uh, yeah, go listen to episode 35. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times, uh, well, I can't, it's probably like five or six. Um, that I've referred to that conversation in other 
responses on mm-hmm. other Facebook posts and other groups or, or whatever, because it's just so much good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. So I don't want anybody to miss that conversation or any of the other conversations we've had with, um, with our guests. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that too, that comes to mind is uh, when he talks about that study um, that was either in the late eighties, early nineties mm-hmm. about um, the reason that many people like comics is because it, it stimulates both sides of your brain at the same time. Right. You know, there's the side that, you know, uh, is reading and deciphering the words. And then the other side that is reading and deciphering the art. And um, it, it, there's, there's very few things out there that, you know, that do that to stimulate both sides of your brain. And so for some people out there, that's a, uh, something that's really pleasurable and they, they really enjoy that. So that's why many of us uh, old guys, you know, still, still read comics um, because there's nothing really out there that, that, uh, that does that for us. So. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a professor, right. And so uh, I'm always looking for ways to uh, engage my students in Mm -hmm. all those different ways, you know, and uh, so I have on occasion in the courses that I teach have used, um, um, gosh, I forgot the title of it now. Dog got it. What's the Alex Ross uh, Superman? Um, Kingdom Come? No, not that one. The one where he tries to stop world hunger. Oh, he tries uh, to solve uh, like a hope. A new yeah, hope. yeah, yeah, peace yeah. On, peace on Earth. Yes, that's it. Right. Peace on Earth. Superman, mm-hmm. peace on Earth. And I have, you know, from time to time, use that in the class. And mm-hmm. students really respond to that. They really like that mm-hmm. uh, because it does. It engages, you know, the different senses, right? The different visual learning styles you know, reading, um, sort of the emotions, everything is sort of wrapped up in that. And so Mm -hmm. there's a new one out um, that I'm really looking forward to. It's called The Greatest Comic Book on Earth. And I knew you you were going to like that. I saw that just Mm -hmm. came out. And yeah. I, didn't I, didn't I tag you on that or something? You might have. Mike Perkins is one of the contributors. So that's yeah. how I'm tying this back into Captain America. Mike, mm-hmm. Mike did a story in that. Um, uh, he was also and, a guest on our show, episode yeah. 23, if anybody wants to go back and right. listen. And I think he, 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 I don't know, I can't recall if he mentioned it or not. I, maybe one of the things that he was working on, uh, mm. you know, that was coming out in the future, but um, I am all about that, man. I think, uh, I think comics are great. And I got that from Tom, you know, I, I having that conversation with Tom really keyed right. me in it. And I actually went and looked for some of that research that he mentioned, trying to hunt that down and figure out how I could use that medium mm-hmm. in my courses and students love it. So, well, yeah, it was a great conversation. Uh, highly suggest that you listen to it or go back and listen to it. Like I did. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Bob, let's get to it, man. We're going we're gonna to get to the United States of Captain America number five. Now, I am looking at the cover here, and um, the, the cover that I have is the, the standard cover. It's, it's uh, arts by uh, Gerald Perel, and um, it, 
is uh, basically a take on Mount Rushmore, right? You know, you're right. I hadn't put that together, but, uh, but you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm here, man. I, I know. I'm, you're I'm learning all kinds slower. of stuff. I'm getting slow. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's the four living uh, men who have taken the role of Captain America. Uh, so we have from left to right, we have Steve Rogers, Bucky Barnes, John Walker, and Sam Wilson. And so the four of them are all grouped together, uh, appearing to be in the same manner as the four presidents on the uh, Mount Rushmore. So pretty cool cover. It is a cool cover. It'd be a great poster. And the solicitation for this, uh, after the shield thieves free a deadly villain, Bucky Barnes teams up with the Air Force intelligence officer who might know how to recapture the villain while John, Sam, and Steve give pursuit. When his allies run into trouble, Bucky is forced to face his complicated feelings about taking up the Captain America mantle again. The Captain's Network bands together in one last epic battle to keep the shield from being used for nefarious purposes. Don't miss the pulse-pounding finale of this groundbreaking miniseries. And um, so let's... uh, talk about it so writer is uh christopher cantwell um the penciler is dale englisham so he was the penciler for the first three issues took a break for issue four we had ron Lim come back and then now he's back to finish the series and he's also inking his work just like before um, the colorist is matt Miller. letterer is joe caramanga and the editor is Alana Smith. And the other thing, too, uh, about the interview with Tom Brevoort, um, he was talking about Alana Smith and um, how she is going to be the, the new editor of Captain America when it comes back, the ongoing series. And if you noticed, when we started talking about this series with issue um, one, it was not just Alana Smith as the uh as the editor but it was also uh listed as tom brevoort and martin biro and then slowly as this miniseries has gone on it went from three editors to just alana so um a little interesting yeah we got to get her on one of these days yeah yeah i'm i'm hoping to do that uh probably when we get the uh the new regular series coming out i'd love to talk to her as that launches uh if we can yeah, we'll see. All right, I'm going to read uh, the recap that's on the splash page opening up. It says, over the decades, many have taken up the mantle of Captain America, drawing inspiration from Steve Rogers, the original Sentinel of Liberty. Whoever wields the shield carries on the fight for freedom for all. The United States of Captain America. Captain America was ambushed and robbed by a super fast assailant wearing his costume. He enlisted fellow Captain America Sam Wilson to help reclaim the stolen shield, and their pursuit led them to the Captain's Network, a loose collective of people protecting their communities under the mantle of Captain America. It quickly became clear that members of the network were being targeted by the shield thief, Speed Demon, Cynthia Superior Schmidt, and their leader, Warrior Woman. The chase led Sam and Steve across the U.S., where they joined forces with various members of the Captain's Network and two other former Captain Americas, Bucky Barnes and U.S. Agent. Cap and his allies were unable to prevent Warrior Woman from freeing Hatemonger, but they did capture Superior and break Speed Demon's brainwashing. 
Now the assembled caps are running out of time to stop Warrior Woman and Hatemonger from using the shield to turn the country against itself. All right. So we open up in the first page of the story is um, John Walker in his U.S. agent outfit walking through a door into a room, an interior room with no lights except this artificial light and tied to a chair is superior Cynthia Schmidt. And he's coming in kind of almost like cracking his knuckles. And his face is shaded because of the lighting. And his inner monologue of John Walker is, as a U.S. agent, I'm perhaps best known for what I stand against, not for. But we have to be careful about defining ourselves by what we don't like, by what we disagree with, or else we only become known for what we despise. That's no identity. It's just a list of grievances or petty grudges. It's faceless, empty hate. And then you're no better than the bargain bin fastest like superior. And he walks up to her. She has her head down. And then on the TV in, the, in, a, in another room, we see um, on Channel 7, Knox Jennings on Captain's Un-American. And uh, there's this guy in a, in a business suit, a white man with uh, dark hair and graying temples. Um, and he's like, Captain America is not our friend. Why does he get to decide who we are and what we believe in? And these other people putting on cheap costumes and making chintzy shields, they're not even Captain America. And, and of course, watching this TV is uh, Sam and Steve. And then sitting on the couch is the, um, is the uh, speed demon. They're criminals, bogus patriots who should be put in jail. I'm tired of watching this guy. He's on media circle, what, four days? And they're already giving him a couple hours every afternoon. It's hate monger, Sam. Has to be. Maybe. He's broadcasting somewhere in SoCal. But still, could be a wild goose chase, Steve. He's constantly showed up bad-mouthing our cross-country excursion right after Hatemonger escaped from NORAD with Commander Krieger. And then just then, off the couch comes Speed Demon right between the two of them. Falcon's right. He's probably just another slick, immoral creep. You mean like you, Speed Demon? Hey, I was hypnotized. Governmental overthrow isn't my usual bag. Besides, I'm cooperating, aren't I? Maybe I just wanted to be Hatemonger. Because if it's not, it's just another bulldog out to tear us down in order to get folks to tear each other apart. So we get to the next page. And um, we're in Colorado Springs. And Cap finishes his sentence and he says, Hope Bucky and Ariel are having more luck. So up on um, this house near the mountains, um, we get... Uh, up to the front door and there's some carving on the front door yikes you saw it this morning but didn't hear anything out of the ordinary in the house beforehand and the uh, air force captain standing there with his uh his arms crossed 
I only saw it after dropping Helena off today. Could have been there before, but I was dead asleep last night. After the Norad attack and Hatemonger's escape, work's been a little more intense than usual. And Bucky says, and he's in his winter soldier outfit. He's like, same on my end. Captain Merrick, you designed the tech that held Hatemonger in place, right? Yes. Also, call me Jeremy. Maybe Hatemonger's got a personal axe to grind with you, Jeremy. He didn't like me, that's for sure. Made a lot of promises to kill me over the last couple of years and my family. Then maybe it's time we grabbed your daughter from school early. Roger that. The next page, uh, we're back to where Sam and Steve were. And coming in through the doorway is a triumphant John Walker holding a note. Okay. Red Skull's kid finally spilled. Well, most of it. How'd you do it? Do we even want to know? Let's see. We did incentive, emotional love and hate, fear, futility, rapid fire, silence, sleep adjustment, isolation, sensory deprivation, love. No, oh, love that one. And stress positions. Good God, John. All permissible under the Geneva Convention, Steve. Oh, she also might have a broken pinky, but, but that was an accident. What's this number sequence? Satellite transponder signal. They've got Hatemonger broadcasting live from that remote location. Knox Jennings, see? You do have that weird sixth sense for Nazis. Once they built the audience, Krieger plans to mass hypnotize viewers. She's going to use your shield to do it. It all ends up with them divvying up like a fractured United States. Use my shield. How? You know how hypnotists use an object as a focal point, like a pocket watch or some such? Something like that. But, it, but in the process, they're going to give it new meaning. Or It sounds kind of loopy, guys. No, that may, may, makes sense. The shield is a correlative. It means a lot to a lot of different people, and it's immediately recognizable. Change what it means, and that symbol will become a powerful weapon. So we have uh, Cynthia still tied to the chair with her head down and who's at the doorway with his arms crossed, leaning up against the edge. None other than speed demon. Thought you can get away with it, huh? Cynthia. James better still time. Free me. No, thanks. I might trade on the wrong side from time to time, most of the time, but I'm no Nazi. No, I suppose not. You're more of a weak game piece, a cheap tool for the strong to use. And just then he rushes right up to her and grabs her neck. Your big problem is that you keep underestimating me. Do I? And then she flips and stands up in the chair and, and knocks him over and knocks his head into the wall. Thank you, James. And by the way, I did get away with it. And we go back to Sam and Steve, and Sam's looking at this uh, computer looking for the signal. I've got it. The relay's coming from the Channel Islands. Then let's move. And then they hear the crash. What the hell is that? So Sam, uh, Steve goes running to the room where Cynthia should be. 
It's over, Sin. We've traced her signal. We know the plan. But she's in a broken window about to jump through. You think you actually have the time to stop it? By the dawn's early light, this entire diseased nation will cower in the very sight of your putrid shield. We'll use it to march all over the earth, taking what's ours and in installing the Lord of Hate to his rightful rule. Not if we get there first. Like my pal said, it's over. And you know what? I'm glad I broke your pinky. So she jumps out and she lands on a pickup truck. And who's driving it, Bob? That, that's Aaron, right? Is that Aaron? Oh, that's Krieger. Oh my gosh. Why would Aaron <laughs> be driving the pickup truck, Bob? Well, maybe he was got one got a pizza. Uh-huh. Forget her. She's trying to sidetrack us. Let's move on the relay. We knocked that out. They've got nothing. I got to call Bucky. Get him and Ariel back here pronto. So we cut back to the, that page and we see Bucky's on the phone. The Channel Islands? But what about the message on Merrick's door? What I know is we've uncovered the entire plot and I need you here. Hatemonger's been pledging to murder Merrick for his family for, for years. It's just him and his daughter out here. Then bring them with you. We can better protect them in California. Something doesn't feel right, Steve. Bucky, we don't have time to, get, to argue. Get, get here. Over and out. And um, John and Steve are on like a little uh, raft with a motor engine on the back. And they're going through the water, um, getting up onto this island. All okay? I don't think so. I think we need to pack up quick at your house and get going. You okay? Fact is, after all these years, Steve still sometimes forgets that he can't order me around anymore. But I'm not just mad, I'm, I'm worried. So they're back at uh, Captain's house. Daddy, I don't want to leave. I'm sorry, kiddo, but we got to go on a last minute trip. Are you scared? No, no, I'm not. Our friends Bucky and Ariel are with us. Everything's going to be okay. Now go grab Mr. Bear. We don't want to leave him behind. Sorry for the fire drill. You still seem upset. No, it's, there's just a lot of Captain America-centric drama right now. It could be a, a little taxing. Is that why you're not suited up like the rest of them? You've done it before, been Cap. That was a while ago. And I, something doesn't, just isn't sitting right. I mean, this transponder signal they got out of Superior, all of it. Have you got the signal? The alphanumerics? Yeah, Steve texted it. Let's have a look. What are you thinking, Captain? I don't know yet. So we cut back to uh, the, the little motor raft. And uh, circling up top is Sam over top of the island. And we have John with his binoculars. All I see is a lighthouse. But the structure is big enough to conceal something. Anything, Sam? Only the lighthouse. I mean, that's exactly where I'd hide my secret broadcast signal. But that's just me. I don't know. Maybe Bucky's got a point. Maybe we ought to slow things down for a beat. All right. But we could be on top of our targets. 
Steve, red or green on this operation? Green. So Falcon's at the very top of the lighthouse while Steve and John are climbing up the cliff to get to the, the, the bottom of the, the lighthouse and, and going through the front door. I'm on top of the birthday cake. Nothing yet. We'll be on the ground floor inside of 30 seconds. Spied a window back I can climb into. Spied a, a back window I can climb into. You want the front door cap? Of course I do. Give me a holler when you're ready. Sam in position. Agent says, let's party. And uh, Cap breaks in the front door. And then we hear, Cap, wait. And there's a loud explosion. What's it say, Bob? Boom! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Bob. You know, we're going to hear about that one later. You really are. It is. It's it's a it's a big splash page with three long horizontal panels of um, basically the lighthouse blowing up and crashing down to embers. I don't know, Bob. You think they survived? That's a hard. You know, I I don't know. It'd be a very short issue if they haven't. So. Well, Bob, you know what? I mean, we have to stay realistic here, right? I mean, they maybe one of them survived, but not. Not two, certainly not three, right? No, that would be impossible. Yeah, all right. So we get to the next page. And um, Ariel asks Bucky, who's on his phone, anything? No, they're, they're probably hitting the island now. I should be there. With the other caps? Yes, because you are one, whether you like it or not. I, I don't know. It's, it's not that simple. Being a captain never is. Trust me. I felt it in Afghanistan and in Iraq. But for me, it wasn't about fighting. It was about protecting the ones who served under me. Not from an enemy either. Sometimes sometimes the military, it could prey on its own. Guys come back from a, a nasty patrol. Salesmen are waiting at the base, trying to get them to fork over danger pay for a down payment on some new truck. You earned it. That's, that's the sales pitch. These kids, they, they, they have to sign up for another tour and face death all over again just to pay for the crap that got sold. They're waiting in their driveways back home. And I saw it as my job to, to make sure they had what they needed when they got home, not trucks or cars, mental health care, real support. I tried to stop them from repeating the same mistakes. Wait, the signal's a repeater. Whatever's coming off the channel island is, is, a, is a masking relay. Damn it, they're walking into a trap. Then the actual source is somewhere else. But somewhere nearby, I'm going with you. I can help. Jeremy, who else is going to watch your backs? Besides, you need a pilot. What about Helena? You want to go to Uncle Dave's? Um, he lives in Utah. That's far. Not in my special plane. Yay, plane ride. We got to check in with the captain's network. Get an update. Can we get a hold of Aaron somehow? I don't even know what city he's in. We'll use the radio. Try everything we can. 
broadcast some of our own special messaging. And then we cut to the next page and we have miraculously, we have a, a Captain America, Steve, Captain America, Sam, and a U.S. agent, John, all sitting uh, in, a, in a room on the floor with their arms tied. Wake them up, Frattle. And they're pouring water on them. Guten Abend, gentlemen. We've saved you from the fighters from a simple reason, so that tonight you could watch us break the back of your country once and for all. And then we have Commander Krieger there, warrior woman. Although, honestly, it's done a fine job of crippling itself over the years. Soon, the stars and stripes of your shield will install fear, panic, and malevolence into the hearts of every American. Which, let's face it, is what America has truly been about since its inception. Hateful violence. If you think that's true, then you don't understand America at all. And just then, Hatemonger shifts his shape into Knox Jennings. Dun, dun, dun. Who would have guessed? Who would? Oh, I'll tell you. Steve did. Yeah, he sure did. Perhaps, but it'll be harder to argue with the ratings your public executions will get on television. This explains why you had a terrorist dressed uh, dressed as me wreak havoc. Why you tried to turn the other captains' communities against them before working to wipe them out. It was all to prime the pump with the public. They're ready to hate us. Brainwashing is just the last step. Let's show him how it works. And then Sin comes up behind Cap and, and moves his head so that he has to stare. Eyes front, Captain. And Sam says, hey, how about a fair fight? And just then, um, the hate monger transforms his arm into something stronger and he backhands both of them quiet down insects and warrior woman is holding cap's shield in front of him yes the star the star the star sees you star face fear spinning now spiraling into you the turning of a screw, pushing between your eyes. Feel it pierce your mind. And then the next page is this big splash page. And it a little reminiscent of um, the layout reminds me a little bit of uh, a Jim Starenko, you know, during mm-hmm. uh, kind of like the, the Cap Shield comics or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's got a real sort of artsy, psychedelic, uh, mind-altering look to it yeah and, and steve's looking at a skull not a red skull just a skull wearing a cap's mask with his eyes uh fire and other caps dissolving into flames that are engulfing it looks like um on the san francisco bay bridge right 
And then we see um, on the other side of the country, we see the Statue of Liberty um, who's melting. And then we see Captain America's shield with this really grotesque kind of some sort of creature's mouth around the entire shield with big teeth and gums. It's just scary looking, right? And so Cap's like, no, no. Beware the captain. Beware all captains. They sing the song of America's destruction. They carry the banner of misery and suffering. Stars and stripes and death and the end. Kill them before they kill you and kill your homeland. So the next page, we see uh, inland California. We have um, this jet that is flying. And we have um, the uh, the captain, the Air Force captain, who's flying the jet because, you know, that's what he does. And uh, he says, all right, I'll reverse engineer that repeater signal. Looks like the source is coming off a defunct sat station on Mount San Antonio. T minus 20 seconds until we're in the drop zone. Be ready for anything. They could have radar, flak guns, and, and who knows what else. You good to go? And Ariel's in the back. As much as I can be. And Bucky, it's good to see you like that again. Thanks, Ariel. I'll be topside in 20 minutes and directly behind you. Good luck, captains. And then the back of the plane opens up. And on the next page, the big splash is Bucky in his Captain America uniform, jumping out with his parachute. And behind is Ariel. I can't believe you convinced me to jump out of a plane. Just watch your descent. Follow my lead. The cavalry is on its way. And so we cut back to um, Steve being held and being hypnotized. And Sam's trying to get through to him. Shake it off, Steve. Come on, Steve. Pull out of it. And just then, the wall blows up. And coming through is Bucky as Cap throwing his shield. Now, his shield's got a different color, Bob. Mm-hmm. Different shades of blue. Like light blue, grayish blue. And he, uh, he's, he says, uh, Ariel, untie them. And he throws his shield right at Commander Krieger, who puts her shield up, Cap's shield, and blocks. And then uh, Ariel's like, Cap, are you okay? Talk to me, Steve. And John says, bleep, brain worms in his head. And um, Sin comes at Buck, uh, and and she starts fighting at him. And she's like, imposter. And Buck hits her back and says, try true blue, lady. And then just then, uh, Hatemonger, in his Hatemonger outfit, breaks out uh, some sort of machine gun. And um, he says, Mein Gotten Himmel, how many Captain Americas are there? And uh, what's that sound make with the machine gun, Bob? <laughs> Didn't quite hear that, but okay. I love the expression. It looked great. <laughs> I think it's more, uh, 
Go that's, ahead, like, that's actually how I look when I, when I fire a machine gun, or I did back in, back in the day, I had yeah. that look on my face. So yeah, <laughs> special treat for you. <laughs> the person doesn't, the person doesn't know whether to, uh, to, to, to laugh their head off or right. bleed don't, to death. <laughs> don't know if I'm shooting at them or I'm having some sort of fit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and then Sam says, man, it's captain's America. And John says, and the short answer is a truckload. And we get to the next page, which is actually a double page splash. Bob, for mm. our listeners, what is a double page splash? It is, uh, it's two pages, right? I mean, it's a splash that covers two adjacent pages. So, uh, man, it's, it's a beautiful thing. To make one big image, yeah. Yeah, one big image. So from the hate monger's perspective, uh, and he's got, you know, war woman to his left and in front of him, he's got Cynthia Schmidt, but what are they looking at? Well, they're looking at, uh, you know, the four captain America's United and then a bunch of the captains from the captains network. So it looks like they, not only did they have Ariel who came with them, but a bunch of others showed up, uh, including Aaron from Aaron. the railways, right? right? Michelle. Right. Yeah. And then a few more that we, we haven't seen yet. This is like the first time. And, uh, oh, and, and look, coming in through the window is, um, oh, uh, coming in from the window is uh, Captain Jeremy Merrick with his outfit. So it's the first time we're seeing him in that outfit. And Buck says, here comes the cavalry. We've also got, uh, I love business suit cap. Because yeah. that's when I, I, I think of, I, I mean, I saw that, I thought of you. You think of me in a business suit, do you? <laughs> right? So, okay. Yeah. Sure. I am the Alex P. Keaton of doing it all. Network. Doing it all. Right? Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, so John says uh, to, to Merrick, glad to see you're still in the fight, Airman. Quick, help me set up this energy admitter. Sure, just let me do this first. And he hits Hatemonger in the head with the shield. And Steve says, nice work, Aaron. You got folks I haven't even seen before. You know how hard it is to cover that many states without a frequent flyer number? But I had a heck of a sales pitch, save America. You've made it easier for me. Now I can kill every super soldier poser in one room and she knocks down buck with a cap shield and then she goes uh, up to steve on the contrary julia we're all the real thing and i believe you have something that belongs to us and so she goes to punch with her left hand and he just catches it nope not like that and then from behind it's what's her name nichelle Michelle comes up and she hits him or hits warrior woman. She says like this. Yep. Like that. And Cynthia is like enough. And just then shield comes up and knocks her down. And who is it? It's Joe, right? It's yeah. Joe. Joe, Joe, right? Yeah. And he says, agreed enough. But just then, um, Merrick 
goes and he has this little device. Remember he said he was going to try to reverse engineer the, uh, the thing that was um, holding hate monger before. Right. The containment unit. Right. Yeah. Um, so he pops out this little thing. It looks like a, a little mother box from DC. And he says, time to go back in your energy cage, pal. It's over. And next thing you know, hate mongers all sucked up into that little box. Simple as that. And Sam says, look at him. He's like a little boy and his lost dog. You know, Nichelle, I didn't think we'd see you again. Yeah, but punching Nazis, that's something we all like to do. And then just then, as the seconds are ticking down, um, a camera that was there all along starts broadcasting live. And Buck says to Steve, crap, hate mongers broadcast. We're, we're, we're live, Steve. Say something. And Cap turns, looks at the camera, and he says, um, and then the next page, he says, no, I think the world's heard enough speeches from me. It's your turn. And then the various kids from the captain's network, or not all, they're not all kids, but um, they're like, well, I maybe a G. And then Aaron's like, no sweat. I got this. Hey, y'all, this is Captain's Network here. Seem, seems like we maybe got off on the wrong foot and that some of you might not dig us or even a little steamed at our hijinks. Well, America's weird that way, isn't it? 50 states, millions of people, and all you got to do is go 50 feet or 50 miles, and suddenly no one looks like you, and it feels like a completely different country or planet. Look, we get it, but isn't that also kind of amazing? Because, hey, the truth is, we've got your back, all of us. And there's each one individually being shown. So then uh, we get to the last two pages of the story. It's weeks later. And we get back to kind of coming full circle to that inner monologue Steve had in the beginning of issue one. And he says, the dream is still alive. And that Smithsonian exhibit with the Greensboro lunch counter, Lincoln's hat, Milk's bullhorn, Chavez's jacket, Park's handmade dress, and this old hunk of metal. And, and up on the walls, all these different shields, including some from the Captain's Network. Gotta say, it turned out well. Very well. And coming up from behind is a mom and a little boy who's dressed like Captain America. You're Steve Rogers. You're Captain America, aren't you? And and by the way, I forgot to mention Steve's, you know, just wearing a t-shirt and jeans, right? He's 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 not in uniform. Mm -hmm. But I guess he's recognizable. So he gets down on on his knee to to get to the kids level. What's your name, kid? Leo. Well, Leo, yeah, I might be, but I think you might be too. In fact, I think everybody in here is the end and uh there's no backup story uh for this one 
because we've already kind of gone through uh, the backup stories on, on the other um, captains. So, Bob, you said you're sad that it's over. Why are you sad, Bob? Well, you know, Rick, you know, I've, enjoy, I've enjoyed the tenor of, mm-hmm. of this book. I think it's, uh, it's an interesting premise. I've en- I've, I enjoyed uh, the issues so- thus far. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not entirely, I don't feel satisfied mm. uh, with sort of the way this last issue wrapped it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think it could have, it could have gone a few more issues, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe I would have been more satisfied, but you know, if I, and the thing is I'm a, I'm a 50, uh, how old am I? I'm a 53 year old man. Right. But if I mm-hmm. suspend my adultness, sort of step back and look through the eyes of a, maybe a 14, 15 year old, then maybe this was enough. Maybe it was wrapped up in a way that was satisfactory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and five issues is a good miniseries run. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, uh, I, I enjoyed the series. Um, I enjoyed the premise. Um, I know we've had this conversation um, throughout the series, especially in the first issue, talking about um, how it's it's kind of a cool idea of this Captain's Network mm-hmm. um, that Steve Rogers, Captain America, would inspire others to to do the right thing and to um, take up the mantle and protect their communities in their own way at their own speed, at their own level, right? Um, So I think, you know, in theory, I I like that. Uh, I know it was controversial. I know there's a lot of people um, in the beginning who maybe said, oh, here we go again. You know, they're they're changing the characters to be politically correct. And uh, they're they're just placating uh, certain types of people out there. Um, I hope after hearing, reading the story, that, that maybe people who felt that way gave it a shot and see that, no, they're not being replaced. They're being added to there. Mm-hmm. There there's other options out there. And listen, uh, if you're, you are someone uh, from a, who's not a middle-aged white male, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you now have someone else that perhaps maybe you could, you know, say that's cool, you know, the, you know yeah. and relate to. So I like that uh, part of the story. There are elements of the story. Um, yeah, maybe maybe it's the adult versus the 15 year old, like you yeah. said, Bob, but yeah. like, I just don't see Steve or Bucky putting these undisciplined, untrained, uh, unpowered uh, individuals in harm's way by taking him on these adventures. Right. You We're know? jumping out of a plane, you know, Ariel yeah. jumping out of a plane. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. I, I want to get the plane. I mean, there's lots of, you know, you have to suspend your disbelief in many, many ways. And that's what I mean about like, yeah, maybe for a 14, 15 year old, this 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 goes down smoother than for us cynical, jaded, you know, right. Older guys. Yeah. So 
I don't know. I don't, I just don't see Steve doing that. I, you know, I, I, maybe I still think of the Mark Grunewald Steve who would be more of a, Hey, I'm not taking you anywhere until you've proven to me that you're capable and you go through this training. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's what he did with, you know, uh, Diamondback and, uh, other, other characters, you know, so, um, so that, I don't know that, that part didn't ring true with me, but, but as a whole, I, I liked the concept and, and, um, you know, there, there are parts of, and I, and I like a good buddy, buddy type thing. I like Mm -hmm. seeing Steve, um, his personal side. So I thought, I thought the, you know, Christopher did a nice job with that, um, showing, you know, his human side, his, uh, his being buddy, buddy with Sam and Buck. And, um, so, you know, I thought that was uh, good. I thought some of it was a little forced, you know, some of the, the humor, but then again, Hey, um, you know, I think, you know, as, as listeners know, I'm guilty sometimes of saying something that didn't quite hit the mark. Uh, so, you know, uh, maybe that's just more human. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the other thing that I, I and again, you know, um, I, I love the series and, and, uh, and I, I don't regret reading it. I'll read it again uh, at some point where I can sit down and read through the whole thing uh, mm-hmm. in one volume. Um. But the whole broadcast thing just seems overdone. Mm. We've seen this before. Uh, mm-hmm. And I wonder if they'd taken a, maybe, a, you know, one, two more issues, they could have come up with something a little more, uh, uh, something newer, you know, some mm-hmm. n- new way to sort of, they never really explored, you know, where did, where did Krieger come from uh, to pop back on the scene? Mm-hmm. Um, they never really sort of, went back and explained any of hate mongers, you know, previous uh, appearances, you know, mm-hmm. sort of worked that way. So it just seemed like it's just trying to move this along in the last couple issues and wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of opportunities were lost to maybe give a little more depth to this story, but you know, um, it's a good value. It was still worth the, the price of the comic, each comic mm-hmm. to, to read it. And I'm happy for it. And, uh, and I enjoyed the art and, uh, and uh, definitely enjoyed the covers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it was a good series. Enjoyed it. Um, uh, you know, so we, uh, and we certainly, it was nice dealing with something that was new and fresh that we were reading for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, cause we've, we certainly go through the decades, you know, yeah. the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands. Um, so, uh, it's nice getting something fresh and new too. Yeah. And having to wait, having to wait a couple weeks. Yeah. Right? I know. You know, before uh, you find out what happened. So Bob, um, we know we only have to wait one more week for, and that is our conversation with our next guest. And coming out next episode, which is going to be episode 60, if you can believe it, uh, you know, we, we've had a lot of um, uh, industry creators on, right? We've had mm-hmm. artists, we've had uh, pencilers and inkers, we've had colorists, we've had editors. No, you know, who, who we haven't had is, and they're all, they're all somehow involved with Captain America, right? Well, this next person is a uh, creator of 
many characters, is a writer, um, publisher, but has nothing to do with Captain America. Interesting. Interesting right. twist. I know. And it's Mr. Brian Polito. And Brian Polito, uh, for those you might say, oh, I know I, I know that name. Who is he? That name well, yeah. um, he's been involved with many uh, independent comics, um, many on the, in the, you know, na- probably famous in the 90s, um, some, some horror comics, um, some bad girl comics, right? So uh, some of his best known creations are going to be Lady Death mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Evil Ernie. Um, he's purgatory. Um, uh, you know, so he's, he's created these, these various characters. Um, gosh, who else? Uh, chastity. Um, there was, uh, oh gosh. Um, you know, smiley, the psychotic button. Anyway, so he, he created, uh, all of these and you're asking, okay, what does this have to do with Captain America? Well, it turns out Brian is a huge Captain America fan. Uh, he's part of our Captain America uh, comic book fans Facebook group. Um, and he uh, loves Cap. He has a huge Cap collection. And uh, he wants to talk about Cap. So we, we wanted to bring him on. And, we, uh, and looking forward to enjoying that conversation with Brian. Uh, super fan. That's gonna, that's gonna, that sounds like that's going to be a lot of fun, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Well, Bob, as always, it's been fun wrapping Cap with you. It has. It has. It's sad that we've wrapped up uh, the United States of Captain America, but it's also, uh, I'm looking forward to blazing some new trails, Rick, with uh, Brian Polito. So. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Well, he's Bob Lucius, and I'm Rick Verbonis, and you've been listening to the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. <laughs> Thank you.